Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Time now for the Sunday Morning Hangover with Nick Curran and Phil Baker on your number one spot for sports in Louisville, ESPN 680 and 105.7. I can be wrong. I was wrong on Josh Allen, right? Yeah. I nailed Josh Rosen and Sam Darnold, though. Just yeah. And I nailed Lamar Jackson. Get the ball, Brandon, you son of a bitch. Well, it is the seventh highest rated sports talk show on Sundays. They're a highly competitive 10 to noon time slot. Appreciate Lawrence for the nice lead in. That was on the ESPN Louisville Plus stream on uh, the UNC game right there. Hi, boys and girls. Uh, Phil Baker here. Zachy C having his Michael Jordan flu game right here. And it's not, <laughs> and he doesn't have the flu. He was out with the fellas last night. Appreciate him joining the show this morning, getting up bright food and early. Poisoning. Yes, a little, yes, a little there. A little hey, food that, poisoning. And, and a little Nick Kern from Chapel Hill. He is not wearing any Jordans down there he's rocking his dame willards i'm sure and the adidas the free adidas boost that he got uh, about five years ago from the athletic department nicholas good morning how are you that uh, was a couple years ago but uh, doing well um yeah here from the sheridan and chapel hill presidential suite we talking the presidential suite or are you kind of on the first or second floor what are we what are we dealing with here well it's funny you uh, you ask about the first or second floor uh we're on it's 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 a very interestingly laid out hotel it's kind of built into a hill we're on what you would call the second floor, but we're also ground level. And to try to find stairs to the lobby has been an adventure. To try to find stairs up to the second floor, because you feel weird taking an elevator to the second floor, but there's not. We finally found some stairs, but then you have to go outside once you get to the top of the stairs to come across like a little landing to get. It's 
we're both yes we're both on the first and second floor i, I appreciate that because i feel like all three of us have a little larry david george costanza in us and that just montage right there of no. you alluding to the the staircases tried to not wanted to take it to the second floor that is a seinfeld slash larry david bit no, right I mean, there if i've ever heard you, one. yeah you feel weird like when you when you first get in and I, like i have the radio equipment so it's like okay it's legit that we we would take the elevator to the second floor with with that right it's it, it it's kind of i mean it's not a big deal to carry it but it, it gives you some cover but when you don't have that and you're going back and forth you feel weird but legitimately we tried to take the stairs down last night and we were going to a little shoot around at the arena we couldn't find them there, there was no stairs down because we're ground level even though we're on the second floor so we had to just take the elevator like we made an effort but we, we could not find stairs down to the first floor. Well, that, that's so, the tra- travel I itinerary for Nick Curd right there. I can't really describe how this place is laid out, but it's it's very interesting. Great hotel. Uh, but, but yeah, very, very. Well, I think Nick may have dropped right there. That's not on your and Zach. You see, that's just probably the immaculate hotel Wi-Fi that he's alluded to right there. Uh, like I said, I'm Phil Baker. He's Zach. You see, we'll try to get Nick back here in a second. I'm sure he'll the robotic sound will come back and he'll be rejoining us here momentarily. Um, yes. So crazy, crazy weekend. Uh, I'm seeing some text on the text line. And just because we're a transparent show, we will do that. It's Sunday morning hangover here. ESPN 680, 105.7, the ESPN Louisville app. Appreciate you making us a part of your morning. I had to uh, make an executive decision with Zachy C, who's a football Freddy. Uh, I, I could tell the interns or Tanner or even Nikki V were in over the weekend because uh, it was all on the NHL network. That's right. Um, you know, usually you can find breadcrumbs of who has been in here. I, I don't know who's left it on Newsmax or OAN. I, I know that's the ongoing joke with you and Kern, but Kern's usually remote and I know you're a football Freddy, so yes. it can't be you right there. But uh, it's an ongoing joke. If it's the NBA TV, it's probably me because I'm watching NBA Summer League or something like that. It's tough for me to watch some of these games, and I'm not in here enough for that. But right. uh, I had to make an executive decision and said, yeah, we're not going to have it on the NHL Network. Uh, that's – sorry, we're just not uh, during football season with some great games going on right there. But Yeah, how about the game last night with the Packers I, and the 49ers? Look, the better team did not win that I, game. I, I sent my – look, I, I'm in uh, the the crock pot, as I like to call it, as the text message. It's a big melting pot of different fan bases and, and, right. and whatnot. But – uh, one of the things that uh, it says Nick is connected right there, so um, I, I don't know if that's uh, if he is back. So Nick, just chime in and interject if you are uh, reconnected on that front. But uh, one of the things I sent I after. Was it before the two point conversion? Jordan Love made that great. He made that great pass yeah. uh, on the goal line. And I sent to my buddy, I was like, I hate you, Packer fans. Like, you've had three great quarterbacks. And that was the death wish right there. Because then then he started, oh, there he is. There's Nick. And then, then he started they, uh, going, yeah, I, then he started going Brett Farvish uh, on that front and decided to do like one foot throwing across the bodies. And, well, and he's was, been doing that all season long. And most of the time it worked. And then the last throw, I don't know what he saw because there were three 49ers there and one Packer. And he just tried to pull a Brett Favre in the 09 NFC Championship game, but Jordan Love was spectacular other prior than that. to that. Yeah, right. I was like, I hate you all, Nick. Yeah. Sorry to be to interject on you. What's up, bud? No, nah, I mean, I, where did I? I was trying to pump up this matchup today, and obviously my phone went into. Yeah, we didn't hear anything of the matchup, so Perfect. it was you. I think it was me resetting, and Perfect. then you just dropped. Perfect. Perfect. That's great. Big game today, Louisville North Carolina, top twenty-five matchup. Gave you a great preview of it that that I dropped out for. So. Well, <laughs> should be I mean one thirty coverage, two o'clock tip, over at ninety three nine The Ville. Uh, 
big game of the ACC standings early on. Carolina's a really good defensive team. Um, Deja Kelly, Alyssa Usby, great one-two punch. Lexi Donarski transferred in from Iowa State. Good three-point shooter, former Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year. Should be a should be a great game today. And that I was, believe we have a post-game a show coming up after you as well with our buddy uh, uh, Dave Skoll and Chrissy Bantha. So I believe there that will would, be a post-game show. Yeah, it's a big game this right would there. Be, this would be a big game. Uh, so Carmichael Arena, where, uh, where Michael Jordan played his college basketball. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. It's a... Uh, should be a great crowd there. Too. Now, did you see T.J. Beisner down there? I know he's no. a man milling around uh, he, since he, he made the switch from BBN to uh, Carolina Blue. So I wasn't sure if have, that's... have not seen T.J. Uh, here in the in the Chapel Hill area. Okay, okay. Well, uh, yeah, we'll dive we into We didn't every... make it to the Dean Dome. We're at Carmichael, you know. How far away is it from there, out of curiosity? I have no idea. I've never been to the Dean Dome before. Interesting. I was going to ask you that because I didn't know if it was like one of those things where they've just like expanded their footprint and just did it on a different part of campus or if it's like in Chapel Hill downtown, but I feel like it's such a college town. It's it's on campus. I just don't know exactly. Well, take a stroll around. What's the temperature? What's the Mark Weinberg of Chapel Hill have to say about the temperature? It feels great, but I mean, it feels great compared to where we are. It's, It's cold. Like today it's like 30 here or will be 30 it's not 30 yet um yesterday we landed and it was 32 it may as well have been 60 based on what we were coming from so everyone was like oh this feels pretty good yeah we're at the freezing mark it's that's wonderful and, nice to hit freezing and zacky c and the fellas were just uh night on the town bar hopping during that so how well, cold did it get last night zacky c with the fell for those that don't listen through monday through friday every waking second zacky c had the fellas come in from college mm-hmm. uh the bowling green university uh the oh, team boy. they came in and and they were uh prowling the town so how, how did it cold. how did it go zach uh we mostly took ubers because i didn't want to walk anywhere so it was cold yeah. like we're veterans come on now we're not gonna walk around like back in the old days when we were in college, we would have been like, we're tough, we're men, we, we don't even need to wear hoodies or none of that. That's we're, growth we're like for you. I'm proud of you for admitting that. You you didn't need to go the guy that was shirtless at the uh, Kansas City-Miami game. No, they got hypothermia. <laughs> That's right. I don't need to do that. I don't need to show how manly I am for that, as far as toughening out the cold or whatever. I can prove it in other ways, but I don't need to do it there. Yeah, so oh, Zachy uh, C was a, yeah, he was the knight on the town, so he I appreciate him playing his Michael Jordan flu game uh, and coming in. This morning, he's, uh, he's more hungover. I'm, I'm really not. Okay, he's going to go home, take a power nap, and Michael then he's going to he's going to go home, take a power nap, and he's going to watch uh, the Lions and Bucks at two thirty. You can listen to that over here on ESPN six eighty one zero five seven, or you can listen to Nick Kern uh, and company over on ninety three nine The Ville one thirty coverage, and then Bills and Chiefs should be a fun one via Westwood one six fifteen uh, on ESPN six eighty one zero five seven and ninety three nine The Ville. See um, what you should do is you put the Bucks Lions game on and you put Kern on. You can do both. Look at that. Look at you that. He's a, he's a company man you right can. there. I appreciate you that. Can. That's uh, great. Nick, I, I guess it, it's been a crazy week. Uh, do we want to start with Big Z Mania? Do we want to react I to mean, the year one comments? Uh, Dan Issel uh, awakened from his Denver slumber to tweet, allegedly, oh. uh, to say that there's a new number 44. Uh, where did you want to start with that? And I'm seeing on the text on, and just because we're transparent, we had some issues with the postgame show. Fear not. Uh, so moving forward, I think we have a contingency plan. What we did, if, if some folks are available, we need to get some other folks trained up on that. So I need to probably talk to others uh, off the air about this. But I think what we can do, if there is, as no, we're trying to build that ESPN Louisville Plus, 
No, oh, yeah. We we have the ability to, if something doesn't happen there, we could just go on ESP Global Plus Live now. So I, I think that's uh, the contingency plan moving forward. Uh, but, but apologies about that. can you take calls that. on ESP Louisville Plus? Uh, yes, actually, we can. Sofro thinks that that's we good. can. So, uh, so last oh. night, for example, and then I promise we'll get the basketball, um, Sofro, because of Bellarmine Basketball, uh, was yeah. able to do it. So he, he put out an illustration on ESP Louisville Plus of our buddy Jason Enns, Mike Gantolfo, uh, Zachy yeah. C, who took the oh, night I'm- off, but he's... You know, he, he, he was in the illustration. He was in the illustration. Uh, yeah, I, I wanted to talk about that. Actually, I saw that, and it was it was a very well done um, uh, graphic. Well, the best the free Ence, apps can. This d- probably never looked better. I know the, the, it's it's probably one of the, uh, uh, the the best free apps can buy. Uh, just make it. I, I told him they should make like it's like a Simpsons character or something like that, like one on one of those apps or something like that, or uh, Gandalfo a, a Disney prince or, or Zachy C. Uh, I don't know a defensive coordinator or something yeah, like Zach that. Zach looked great in that too. I've never met Mike Gandolfo in person, so I can't, you know. Yeah, I mean, Sofro, he's the internet sleuth that can find all the photos of this. Anyways, what we did was we went to an ESPN Louisville Plus model. We took it from Twitter Spaces, uploaded it to YouTube, uh, went live on YouTube and I believe Facebook. Uh, so that gives us the ability for some other avenues. On the post-game show, we just had some issues with it. There's no tiptoeing around it. We'll we'll get better. We'll we'll learn from it and have a contingency plan moving forward. But uh, I appreciate Sofro well, and Ethan Moore and I uh, did a, as Taylor was like the Popeye's chicken employee that just was leaning over on the bench saying, yeah, I think I'm just uh, out on today, which I appreciate. But I was like, you know what? I got nothing to do for like 30 minutes. Let's just do a quick postgame show reaction to it. So, so for myself and Ethan Moore from like one of those massage chairs at Oxmoor Center. No, like not even kidding about that. You why, know what I'm talking about? Would, like at the. Um, why wouldn't he? Why at the, wouldn't well, he? It, it, he didn't pay the 550 for it, he said. But uh, there is a postgame show podcast out there. We went about 50 minutes or so on there. So uh, for those that are itching for that, I'm probably going to regurgitate the the exact same thing I said yesterday, but you can get analysis. You can't get anywhere else from uh, Zachy C and Nick Curran today. So uh, well, that's what you're going to get on that. So, so we're going to start there. I'm, I'm guessing. You tell me. Uh, I, I, I honestly, the Big I, Z I, game was uh, phenomenal to watch. It, it was, and and it, uh, very impressive. And Kentucky looked great, um, especially on the offensive end again. And a lot of thoughts about them. By the way, I, until probably about 11:40 today, I'll have to bail out. We're leaving for the arena at noon, so. Um, I'll need a couple seconds to get downstairs. So that's I'll have to bail out. That's all good. By the way, real quick before you dive into it, Ince texting the personal bad phone. Ince has probably or has never looked better. I don't know if Nick was complimenting me or calling me ugly. He said I laugh (laughs) quite loudly at that. No, I, I just thought it was a really well done graphic. I, I just love it's a free app that Sofro. I was like, hey, can you add sunglasses to Zachy C? Like, I, I love no, Zachy C. Well, just all that. He's like, yeah, we'll do that moving forward. So it's like a cartoonish type thing, but but like. It hides any imperfections, so I well, think anyone would. And I appreciate the Kentucky postgame shows kind of being the guinea pigs for this because we're as we get some some scheduling conflicts, you know, like with Bellerman play by play, we got to pick up, and then but the, they have a massive audience that they've created on the Kentucky Fish and Wildlife postgame show. I know there were some folks clamoring for that, and now it gives them an avenue on Twitter Spaces or YouTube that just or Facebook Live the opportunity on there. So we're getting really nerdy on that, but moving forward, if there's any issues with any of the broadcasting or programming, I think we have a contingency plan. I just need to get with James Black and Double D uh, and Avery and everyone else on that and the other producers to show them what to do. So there it is right there. Yeah, and and just maybe clean up the front line so that you know, we'll be good to go. But anyway, uh, 
yeah, we, we can talk Kentucky. We started with Kentucky last week. So I think we probably start with Louisville this week, right? Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, also, Strebel sure. broke the news on Big Z, which is which is fantastic. Strebel's now a Big J. Big J. Jones. Real quick, and I promise we'll get to Louisville, but I get a text Big from Strebel from I, I, I never know if. Uh, the thing I love about Strebel, because this guy is connected, he showed me the DMs, um, I, I, but he, he he went with it, and he didn't put out like a vague tweet like others did. He just like leaned into it, and it hit his reasoning as logical as, well, you know, he's like, how many things have like Louisville Media put out there and gotten wrong over the, uh, <laughs> the last few years? So, you know what? If I was wrong, I would have the ego buffet. And I love that was his journalistic like moral compass. Uh, there's like, yeah, if I get it yeah, wrong, that's, it's just, that's, <laughs> if I get it wrong, exactly. he got it right. Yeah. That's that's exactly how big J. That's ex- oh, happy birthday to 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 Strebel, But that's exactly how big J journalism works, right? That's the thought process. Well, if I get it wrong, oh well. Well, now you have a Cam that's, Newton I mean, podcast I, that's calling those media members out. He said he wants to hold the media th- people accountable. No, listen, I think that's pretty. Uh, I mean, in all sincerity, I, I think that's that's basically how it's gone in a lot of media areas in recent years so yeah why not why not Strebel do it too yeah all right Just so the Louisville the, the Louisville Wake Forest uh, game I, I, we had all these texts asking about it we promise we'll get to uh, some of the other nonsense that we've that uh, happened that was, from the week that was and I'm I'm talking more about the news realm in terms of hey let's just throw it out there and see if it's right uh, that's that's I'm not really talking about sports as much but it, it happens there too and more on a national level not local not calling out any local media members kind of feels like you are <laughs> no, not at all. I, I don't want anyone to misconstrue it. I, that was supposed to be a joke shot at national news media mostly, but I'm not sure if it came across that Would way. Would you say so they're that fake news, Nick? <laughs> yes, that's exactly the fake what news media. Uh, but, yes, correct. Uh, but I, I think that, um, yeah, we and definitely want to get to Kentucky because that was very impressive performance in Big Z. What a debut. Like, I don't think that could have gone any better. But, but I... I Obviously, on the other the other big Z uh, yesterday was was Zan Payne in the starting lineup well for Louisville and and um, you know I, you know I actually thought obviously they were overmatched against North Carolina um, earlier in the week here in Chapel Hill and, um, and got down big stayed with it battled back and 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 I get it that's been sort of the storyline a lot this year and that and that's not going to be good enough and. I, I certainly understand that. But, you know, signs of life in that game. And then um, and then yesterday, kind of the exact opposite. Uh, you know, a team goes, what, 18 or 34 from three. They average six or seven made threes a game Wake Forest does coming in. Like, they had nine pretty early on, and it was like, okay, surely they can't keep up that shooting in the second half. Uh, I'll be darned if they didn't just – just continue to, to oh, and shoot they the had ball. three others that went halfway down and popped out too. So I mean, yeah, they easily and, and, could have broke the twenty mark uh, and, uh, on some. <laughs> yeah, and I know that they had plenty of open looks, and defense has been an issue. Uh, Louisville was shooting like above the fifty percent mark for much of the game. Didn't really turn it over yesterday either, uh, which you would think are positives. Uh, but but then. Um, you, you just, I mean, clearly can't let a team make uh, 18 threes. Like, you, you have to guard them better than that, and, and it didn't happen yesterday. And and then that's that's the result. And, um, 
Yeah, yeah, you know that's a big takeaway. And then, then did I? I didn't get a chance because we were traveling right during the game, um, and I never got a chance to really watch the post game press conference. Did anybody ask about Zan being in the starting yeah, lineup? Yeah, I, I have the sound. I think CL asked it or Brooks Holton, I want to say. So I, I have some of the sound of that we can get to here in a second. But, but um, I, I, I was just, I'm curious, because it just came out of nowhere. Well, um, and, and I'll that's, say this. And that's, it, what's, that's it, what's obviously going to make people, and, and plenty of people did, uh, talk a lot about it, um, is because it, it just, you know, it came out of nowhere. They, the, and I know they're trying to get off to better starts. Like, that was a big thing coming out of the North Carolina. Carolina game got to get off to better starts because if you had maybe uh, you'd have been able to to stay in that better because you just have to dig out of such a big hole and you, you climb right back in you, you climb back into the game but but it, that takes a lot of a lot of energy to, to get back into it and ultimately fall short so maybe trying to mix things up to find a better start but um, it it just came out of nowhere. Well, I, I will say this was Zan Payne, and, and I know it's an easy layup to sit there and dunk on him. It's the coach's son and everything, and I, I feel <laughs> bad just like him being the, the topic of discussion on this. But I, I will say this, um, and, and I know it comes it, it, across but, but, as KP to, to defender. Clear, Go ahead. No, but to be clear, it doesn't matter if it's the coach's son or not. It's just someone that hasn't gotten a lot of playing time, you know, who who is a walk-on. You, yeah, and kind of out of nowhere into the starting lineup. Like, regardless of uh, being the coach's son or not, it's going to raise eyebrows, I think, and and certainly it did. Now, I, I fundamentally agree, or disagree, I should say, that maybe there's a, a, a Freudian slip there uh, with that, but I, I disagree wholeheartedly with the start. However, the thing that Kenny Payne has been crushed ad nauseum over the, um, you know, the post-game shows... Um, you know, Twitter and everything. It's the exact same thing that's happened over and over again um, with the, the, the slow starts, it feels like. And, and so he was trying to maybe switch it up. I don't know. However, with that being said, as it looks like we're trending toward a separation of some sort uh, at the coaching realm, hopefully, uh, but it feels as if you would put all your eggs in the basket with the young guys. That That's kind of how I feel. It's like you get good spurts from somebody like Caleb Glenn. Tyler Johnson, when he goes in, although he can make some head-scratching things, he can make some great passes defensively. He can be a pest on that. And it feels like if you were building something toward the future to make your case for a year three, which right now <laughs> it's dwindling by the the, the second, uh, it, it, it feels as if like you would just put all your eggs in one basket with all the young guys yeah, and live with uh, and live with the mistakes. Sure, and, and I think that's one way to look at it. Um, you know, you you mentioned it, trying to get off to better starts, like that. I get that, um, and and that was, I think, largely the motivation of moving Hersey Miller into the starting lineup. He came in um, late in a few games and played with a lot of energy. So it's like, hey, let's let's try him uh, here. Uh, it worked down in Miami. Um, so trying stuff and so you have to you know you can't criticize for being stuck in the ways and then when you try stuff and it doesn't work you have to temper it a little bit uh but but certainly yesterday came came out of nowhere and then uh the clip of you know the transition defense getting yeah, I think our buddy kind of, Nick Coffey and Ennis put it out there. You're just like, like, what are you doing, guys? Like, yeah, there's just like, no point of no emphasis on that on the yeah. shooter. Yeah, it's just that's 
you know, and, and that's, I mean, that's been the problem. I, I think offensively they've they've steadily gotten better, um, but defensively there's just been no, I, at least not noticeable improvement uh, to that degree on that end of the floor. And, um, you know, I, I think a lot of that, uh, especially on the defensive end, in, in coaching can come back to um, uh, accountability and and um, you know just how accountable are players being held um, when 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 they miss defensive assignments or don't close out or don't get back and uh, you know we can't know that answer um, not being in it but certainly the same stuff continues to happen over and over again and that's and that's everyone's frustration and it was just it was a bizarre way to start the game yesterday it raised eyebrows and then obviously you get pasted and give up 18 threes and uh, it doesn't do anything to to quell that and then um post-game comments about the hitting 18 threes being the elephant in the room um you know People no, I, I'm, I'm with you, man. It's well. it's it's like we can. I brought this up a couple of weeks ago, and I'm curious what the texters think. Four three seven nine six eighty UPS jobs text line Sunday morning hang over here ESPN six eighty one zero five seven. I'm curious because is it? Do you want to react to the game? Do you just want to go to the state of the program, or do you just want to? You know, Ethan and, and Taylor Bless have, have gone to like a coaching spotlight well, a segment on all there. So well, it's like I, I scratch my head. It's like because I, I want to do a test too, and we probably should have done this. It would have been actually really funny to do it when we were having technical difficulties yesterday, just to play replay an old post game show and see if anyone noticed. I know they well, would probably pick here, up from some of the like, other teams' names, but it's the same based, thing. Based on social media, the stuff that people want to react to, um, obviously names for who the the next coach could hypothetically be is always the overarching thing but it's unfortunately and we talked about this with scott satterfield when things are not going as well as people want and, and with him it was just it was still winning but not just at a high enough level here this isn't winning obviously at all but it goes into the press conference and what what is said after games and that was zan Payne starting so that was from the game and obviously the 18 wake forest threes that was stuff that people wanted to talk about game wise but then based on social media it was all about post-game comments right again and and, 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 kenny that, and that's what it's been the last couple games. and kenny Payne opens that box because he says it's not about wins and losses he's not going to cheat him so when you say that everyone's going to pick apart everything else and, and i think right, that no no i get it and, and that's and, and I, that's I think, the problem by the way josh pastner uh, did and i texted you this he he dropped I, a snake bit uh yeah. commented i think 20 seconds into the game and and you know, i immediately thought of you and, and and to some degree that's right because a team that makes seven threes a game or whatever it is it's 18 that's not even supposed to happen even maybe when you're not closing out great on three-point shooters but unfortunately uh it it did and um and and there we are so yeah snake bitten to uh to a degree but i i just think you know 
and, and Mark pointed this out, and I agree um, with the the post North Carolina presser and looking at it is last year is year zero this year year one it was funny because we had that like exact discussion and you talked about that a lot last year um but that was a little bit of insight into i think the approach uh, maybe and, and i think and i don't know what's being said um and what was said in, in the lead up to him getting the job and, and decision makers behind closed doors and and everything like i i do think last year could have been year zero, but it went so poorly that it wasn't. Uh, like right. no, nobody in the fan base looks at it that way. Um, and I think, you know, you could look at it that way going into last year, but but then it, only four wins, the lack of being competitive in so many of those losses changed – the mindset for a, a lot of people. Well, I mean, you're and, seeing now what somebody like Dre Davis is doing at Seton Hall too. Like, and that's the no, thing. The, 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 there, there was talent. Right, on we're that we're team. in agreement with that. You and I have been yeah consistent, been consistent about that. About but we 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 granted Kenny and the narrative of the supporters uh, that argument though, and I think that was a logical approach. Although we didn't agree with it at all, we just said okay, we'll we'll do the Bobby V. We'll grant you your argument. Okay, we'll say maybe he's right. Maybe it's a different type of play. Uh, that he needs to get. And to your point that you've been consistent about, you've said over and over again, this team has talent. They had a top recruiting slash transfer class that has come in. So so out now it's the 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 defense is like whose fault is that you know like it can't just be the players' fault every time and I know a lot of people tend to to point to that of of saying like that this now falls on the coaches. But do you know how difficult? And I think uh, Rutherford put this out, so I'll give him credit for that. Do you know how difficult it is for the amount? They were down 20 at one point and shooting like over 50%. Yeah. Th- like, th- do you know how difficult that is to do? That That, that is. And, and, it's like unheard of. And, well, and, and on top of that, they weren't turning the ball over yesterday. Like, you're down 20 shooting 50%, but you have a high number of turnovers. It's not that outrageous, but, but they didn't really turn the ball over yesterday. So, like that made it even more head scratching. Like that's, that's, that's how unfortunately poor they were defensively uh, yesterday. And um, yeah, there's definitely player responsibility. Um, I don't think there's any question about that, but um, at some point, you know, there, there has to be some sort, I think accountability um, like, the, the, there has to be a, a, a standard set and an expectation set that this is what we're going to do and, and anything less is unacceptable. I, I think that's what we've seen in the past uh, with Louisville basketball. And, and clearly th- there's something that, that is a, a disconnect now because it just keeps happening over and over again. And so that's um, that, that's the issue, and that's that to me is is the heart of it because there has been improvement on the offensive end of the floor, uh, but but defensively there's just not, you know, there's not a line in the sand. It would seem being drawn and said, hey, this is unacceptable because it does uh, happen over and over again. 
437-9680, UPS Jobs text line. He's Nick Curran. I'm Phil Baker. Zach, you see behind the glass. I'll play some of this KP sound here in a second, then we'll get the Joe. Let me knock out some uh, text real quick. So with all the transfers coming into football, is it fair to say Brom? Am I potted up, Zach, real quick? Okay, thanks. He potted me up. So, no, you're good. I'll, I'll play it here in a second. Uh, so with all the transfers coming into football, is it fair to say Brom is going into year one? That's a funny text right there. Wait, you guys were watching the basketball game when Lamar was playing and winning. Well, the game started at noon. So, uh, yeah, yeah, there was no crossover there at all. 34 yeah. o'clock or so. Maybe 4.30. Yeah, 4.30. 430. Yeah, it's, yeah, I forgot when yeah. our, our pregame coverage began at 3.30. Yeah. We'll call with that. Uh, where is this... Where all this they are a lot better offensively coming from yeah they don't look as lost as they did from a year and a half ago but they scored 65 points against wake and had their backups in the last eight minutes first unc they had one assist at halftime they can't shoot they don't pass just curious where it's coming from well they were shooting over 50 percent at one point when they were still down 20 like offensively there's some spots where you're just like because i've said there's times in which like they clear out for brandon huntley hatfield and i know that's and that is a recipe for success for them, but then yes. when he gets double teamed and or has like they don't know what it's like. Everyone else is standing outside on the three point well, and no one knows what to do. Yeah, That's what it looks can, like. I agree, and and I'm I'm not saying they're a great offensive team. I'm just saying there's been improvement, and like there's still stretches in the games where you know somebody and it doesn't matter because they don't play defense like that's why no, you're seeing the score there. No, so we can say they're better 100%. offensively, but defensively it's horrid. Sure. Sure. That, I mean, yes, that's exactly right. But I, I do think th- th- if you're looking for any sort of improvement, it has come on the offensive end of the floor. They, they still certainly have stretches where they turn the ball over too much. Not really an issue yesterday, but but has been. Was against North Carolina. Uh, they still have stretches where, you know, they get into these like one pass and fire, which which is not a recipe for success either. Uh, but but overall. I think you can say there's improvement on the offensive floor. Last year, really didn't have anything working either way. Yeah, so like clear I, I out think- L. Ellis is going to go try and score. Thing Nick may have dropped right there. Two six seven nine six eighty is the phone number. Four three seven nine six eighty UPS jobs text line. Uh, here was KP post game against Wake while we try to get Nick reconnected uh, on why uh, there are no excuses in the performance they had against Wake Forest. Here's what Kenny Payne had to say on that yesterday at the podium in Wake there are, Forest. There are no excuses. Um, at the end of the day, you know we got to go out and perform. We got to go out and play with a fight. Really, we got to go out and defend. Um, the elephant in the room is if we allow a team to shoot the ball like that, you're not winning. And if they make 18 threes, you, you see what happens. You're going to lose by 20 or more. So um, I can't remember the last time a team made 18 threes in a game. That's pretty special. Pretty special. Uh, that's one way to put it right there from Kitty Page post game. Uh, talking about the elephant in the room defensively. Uh, like I said, there, there could have been times in which they had 20 threes and some of them just popped out on that. Uh, the question that Nick Kern was wondering about with yeah. Zan Payne's start, I believe CL Brown asked this. I think there was a follow up too, but uh, here is what Kenny Payne had to say about Zane Payne getting the start and um, what the team needed to do to try well, and improve. Well, I knew that we had to defend. Um, I thought that you know, Zan could come in, the same with Hersey, the same with D'Lo, the same with whoever I put in the lineup, and just give me solid minutes defensively. Thought he did a decent job. Um, I say it all the time, if you got a jersey on your back, I'm not afraid to put you in there and let you play. Um, 
again, I don't need guys to knock it out the park. I need guys to be solid on the defensive end, make shots hard, talk, communicate, and react to what's going on on the court. That's not really hard to do. Kenny Payne post game on why Zan Payne and other walk ons um, got the start. Look, they're, they're limited between the Dennis Evans stuff, Trent Flowers not being here, but also like that's why I think that would be so much more imperative to him and beneficial to him if he just let the freshman get in because that was the mo that you felt like he was going to come in and he has brought in talent i want to keep saying that over and over again because they had a top seven ish class depending on the signing class and uh transfer when you combine them both however when you play the, his son the walk on and you have caleb glenn who had valuable minutes yesterday but it feels like people latch onto this man and it, it feels as if you had the ability to let some of the freshmen and had bright spots in that people that even your staunchest you know e- even the biggest support Supporters and, and, and quite frankly, those that are opposed to Kenny Payne and what he's been able to do, they would work with you if they saw something working toward the future that says, okay, limited, but there's some bright spots there. There's some pieces here. And it, instead, you play the walk on who I, he says is going to give him valuable minutes. I know at one point his plus minus was better with him on the court. I know I'm going to duck and cover, and it was still really, really bad. But I, I but, just want to but, but there was only, only one stat on the stat sheet 17 per- minutes, one foul. Precisely. Uh, what and and that's not you know that doesn't judge everything obviously it's not the be all end all but uh, what I I couldn't hear anything so oh I'm sorry can you par- can you paraphrase his answer yeah so basically he thought he brought him something defensively I tried to put my okay, headphones okay. up to that and he said he wanted I mean quite frankly what you said he wanted to with Hersey getting you know valuable minutes D'Lo yeah. um, he said he wanted to get something he said it's not that hard it's like just challenge shots make it it's not that difficult to make make these guys get some difficult shots and that's something well, uh, that and, really and, didn't because you saw what they did 18 threes no and and I think you know it, it's a little bit hypocritical of me, like I said, not holding people accountable for what's happening on the defensive end, or at least there's some sort of disconnect in the accountability because stuff keeps happening. You, you try to put Zan in the starting lineup to maybe change that up a little bit and, and feel like maybe he can bring you something on the defensive end. Um, so, again, trying something to, to try to turn it on that end of the floor. Um, clearly it didn't work, but... Um, yeah, so it's it's hard in one breath to say, well, not being accountable, but but then you know the accountability is well you, you sit um, if you're not going to do what we need you to do on the defensive end you sit and so I think that's maybe the result of that a little bit is is having Zan in the starting lineup like that that is attempting some accountability it's just uh, unfortunately led well I don't know that that led to it but but it just didn't didn't turn out the way. You would have hoped it would have turned out yesterday. C.L. Brown asked the question. I'm going to try to put my uh, headphones up to the mic so you can hear this one a little bit better. You alluded to this playing at times, not the entire game, but competitive against UNC. It felt like this game didn't have that. Here's what uh, C.L. Brown's question sounded like to Kenny Payne's answer uh, at Wake Forest yesterday um, on the podium. Not necessarily losing a road game, but just it, it didn't seem like you guys had the same kind of competitive spirit. No question about it. Um, I think that sometimes young people feel like I don't have to do things early in the morning, 12 o'clock game. That's no excuse. I feel like when you step between those lines, you have to compete. 
you got to fight. You got to know who you're playing against. You got to know that this is a war and that the team that you're playing against is pretty good. And they added another player that made them even better. Um, so um, we don't have the wiggle room that most teams have. We're down um, and we got to go out. The only way we can even compete is if we fight. To be in the game, we have to fight. Yes, there's the bingo card right there that you have to fight with that. Hopefully you're able to pick some of that up. I, I was, I honestly didn't hear that the first go around. Having to get guys ready to play a noon game, mother of God. Like, guys, I know that shouldn't bother me as much as it did, but it's just well, saying they're he, not ready because it's an early noon game. Well, Seriously? He, here's, here's why that especially would bother you in this instance. Like, they didn't come home between... For that very reason. Uh, they didn't come home between the Carolina and Wake Forest games. They went straight to, to Winston-Salem. Uh, it's it's not a long bus ride, so bus from, from Chapel Hill to Winston-Salem and stayed on the road um, and theoretically, you know, already being kind of settled in would help you be ready for that noon game. It, it, it can be tough when you're flying in the day before, which is how it worked, um, and then, you know, you fly in... Like on the women's side, like if we have a noon game, we're probably flying out at one or two on Saturday and then playing at noon on Sunday. So you get into the hotel for five o'clock, maybe go shoot the night before whatever. It's it feels kind of rushed. So, yeah, the, the, I think that is especially when you're the road team, kind of a real thing because um, everything just feels rushed. Uh, but but I, I think that when you stayed on the road that that was like you said the idea was to 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 sort of soften that a little bit and um i think that that should be less of a factor with with staying on the road like that's why you do that so no i know that's 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 bothered that's bothered some joe uh is on the line i'm sorry one of these days i promise i will have that folgers music ready it's uh, working on it with what else is going on we bring in joe up first on smh how are you joe Hey, I'm doing good. Uh, obviously, the big game today is Buffalo going against Kansas City and Buffalo. Do you all think Buffalo will, will survive if they lose this game today? I mean, I know the snow is bad up there, but do you think it would be vast uh, exorcists out of Buffalo by whatever means possible if they don't win? Are you talking about Bill's Mafia, the coaching staff, or just the players? Anything in general. Okay. Uh, Joe, appreciate the call, buddy. We, we appreciate it. Should be a fun one out there. Appreciate you waiting. No, I mean, I, I think. I'll take the Chiefs. Yeah, man, I don't know. It, it feels as if with Josh Allen at some point yeah, is going to get it, it, but man, it, it feels, it feels like, like. It does feel like this might be the Bills' time. Like, they get the Chiefs at home. Uh, Mahomes has never had to go on the road in the playoffs in his career, so he finally has to do that. But my general uh, thought on all this stuff is the Ric Flair thing. To be the man, you got to beat the man. And uh, until you do, I'm always going to pick the, the man. man. And right now, that is Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Zach E.C. asked this question to uh, Mark Schofield on SB Nation on the V Show the other day about it. I'll let you set it up, but it was about this very storyline, Mahomes versus Allen, yeah. and, and what needs to transpire. Yeah, essentially, Josh Allen has to win, because if we're going to talk about this being one of the great quarterback rivalries of this era, well, eventually, Josh Allen has to beat Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. Everybody's talked about Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. Well, Peyton beat Tom in three AFC championship games, and that's why it was a rivalry, because 
because both sides won. So Josh actually has to win in the postseason. I know he's doing it in the regular season. But my thought on this basically is if you're the Bills, if not now, win. Because the Chiefs, the receiving core is not very good this year. They can't catch a cold barefoot in Alaska in February. Uh, Mahomes has been good this season, but not great. And you've got the Bills, the way that they run the ball, their defense has gotten significantly better. They're maybe the hottest team in the league right now. So if they can't beat the Chiefs at home when they've been waiting to get them at home for a couple of years now, when are they ever going to do it? And I think there'll be some shakeups in Buffalo if they don't do it because I think they'll look at this as potentially the end of the run for Sean McDermott and there'll be some moves happening if they can't get it done now. Because if you don't do it now, when are you going to do it? There's a bunch of little fills inside my head that were trying to land an Al-Qaeda joke right there. I couldn't figure They're out. They're undefeated a, since. Oh. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't figure a pull away oh, to insert that there after you said Sean McDermott, but just know I, I was having the coal inside my brain in the furnace well, that I was throwing into the like, fire. I just couldn't land the plane. If, if the Bills lose today, could they get Belichick? Oh, boy. Wouldn't that be something? That'd be the ultimate I, revenge against the Patriots. I wanted to see the Cowboys there. experiment so bad. Like, just yeah. to see Jerry, an 81-year-old, nice, uh, I say that tongue firmly in cheek, a nice, nice man in Jerry Jones. Sure. Uh, just, and Bill Belichick, who's just, the, you know, the salt of the earth, how those two would just clash against each other with those massive egos. Well, he yeah, couldn't, get, he couldn't so- get along with Jimmy Johnson. I think it'd be tough for him to get along with Bill Belichick. Yeah, but it, but now no contract extension for Mike McCarthy, so kind of a lame duck year. We'll see how that goes. But I, yeah, I I think it's fascinating. I I think you're right. That's right. If not now, when? Um, we'll see what happens. If if the Bills do lose, it will be fascinating to see how it uh, how things shake out. So and I like fascinating game. Today. I like Josh Allen, but right now the second best quarterback in the NFL, I think, has to be Joe Burrow because he's actually beaten Mahomes in the postseason and he's actually taken his team to the Super Bowl. Josh Allen has to do those things if we're going to talk about them him at the level that we're talking about these elite quarterbacks. And it, it's time. Like I, no matter what, by the way, we are getting an unbelievable quarterback matchup next week. Either Mahomes or Allen versus Lamar Jackson. The yeah. Ravens yeah. dominate that second half. Yeah, if it's if it's Mahomes, it's the same storyline with Lamar. next week. That's like right. Lamar trying to take that step forward. If it's Allen, then the storyline is one of them is going to be in the Super Bowl finally, mm-hmm. uh, not final, but you know what I mean. Like one of them will will break through and make it to the Super Bowl. So yeah, it'll be really interesting regardless of who wins. No, but, I, uh, I Lamar Jackson fun game uh, gave it a, an impassioned halftime speech. He said on uh, Twitter yes. what I saw out there, but. Uh, Look, it's so funny, and this is just me being a, a station nerd of just like kind of what moves the needle and whatnot. If I post something about Big Z or, you know, Louisville losing to Wake Forest is a better example. Get some engagement. We probably had right under 100 likes, had a, a ton of comments from it. You put something with Lamar Jackson over there, we're getting to the point where it's like 2,000 likes and hundreds upon hundreds. I just put out a stat line from something SportsCenter put out. Yeah. And, and I mean, just people just gravitate toward it. Probably why we have the Ravens uh, broadcast over on 93.9 The Ville, which I, I believe uh, yesterday was the final broadcast of that. But we will do the Westwood One coverage now because I think we're contractually yeah. obligated to pick up the Westwood One feed. But uh, good stuff right there. So you can listen to that game next Sunday on ESPN Louisville. I think it'll be on all sticks. I'm uh, fine talking more Lamar Jackson. They showed something yesterday. I think he was the first player ever to have 150 passing yards, 100 rushing yards, and 100 passer rating or uh, above passer rating. Like, boy, Lamar what's Bill Polian doing yeah, these days? Bill Polian, uh, <laughs> I, I hope he watched that game yesterday and realized, you know, Lamar can actually throw the ball a little bit. He, that second half, they just completely sucked the life out of the Texans. Like, Houston couldn't block that uh, – 
Ravens pass rush. The defense completely shut down C.J. Stroud. Great rookie year, by the way, from C.J. He's going to be around for a while. But the Ravens with that run game, with their defense, they've showed why they're the best team in the league. And by the way, like they've set the single-season record for most wins over teams that finished 500 or better. They won 11 games in the regular season. So they're beating all the, all the good teams in the NFL. The Ravens have beaten just about all of them. No, I agree. Uh, you can listen to all that on Westwood One uh, right here on ESPN Louisville, too. Uh, so, yeah, no, that's a great, great broadcast out there. Let me knock out some text real quick. Uh, Nick, hopefully you were able to hear some of that sound when I put my headset up to the mic. I don't know if it was faint or if you were able to hear any of that. Got, got some bits and pieces. Okay, okay. I, I'll try to ha- keep the steady hand and keep it uh, level on that. Talent level from the, quote, eye test, except for Brandon Huntley-Hatfield, this team is full of, at best, mid-major caliber players. I fundamentally disagree. Sky Clark was being recruited Couldn't by the disagree. top of the top. Couldn't disagree more. Trey White, Pac-12, freshman, uh, first-team freshman. You got Caleb Glenn, who was a, a top 100 player. Tyler Curtis Johnson. Williams. Yeah, I mean. Mr. Basketball, I believe, from Michigan. Um, Tyler Johnson, a top 100 player. So on paper, and I know people kind of scoff at the recruiting sites, uh, this is th- this is new heights for Louisville recruiting in terms of what you were able to do. And so at some point, uh, when, when you when you put together the transfer portal in the signing, it is, it is not the players. I cannot find fundamentally uh, disagree more on that in the what's the point of talking about Kenny Payne should be taboo similar to discussing politics or how much money you have I, I that may have been actually from Zach or someone one of his family members because he he just wants to talk uh football and big Z I think big, uh, uh, no I'm big Z yeah big, you're big Z Croatia he's uh, no I'm BBZ I guess you, you need to get a cameo idea. from him yeah. you need I to did. get a cameo from him like doing yes. some imaging for the the Kentucky Fish and Wildlife the Croatian show. sensation how about that Kenny Payne can't help and any solution is up the job heard please don't leave him out when talking U of L men's basketball no no look I, I I've said this over and over again it is fascinating to me to see what he deems a positive deposit when you well when, when, when is it just wins and losses or is being competitive with UNC and and at times with that again I agree it should just be wins and losses but what does Josh Hurd in the administration deems as deposits is the injury bug something that is going to be a a caveat for Kenny Payne in his case for a third year it's definitely a factor a second year but I I think um, that it's like it, it is Josh's decision clearly but there's also financial factors that have to be weighed which has been much discussed um but but that stuff plays into it too um you know there's there's numbers to be run about uh paying a buyout uh versus the lack of attendance at the arena um all those numbers by people much smarter than me will be crunched and i think all of that will factor into whatever decision is made no, right. and, and, and look, and something else to take it a step further, and we brought this up on the postgame show with uh, myself, uh, Justin Sofero from his basement studio, and Ethan Moore from, I kid you not, a massage chair at Oxmoor Center right outside the Apple Store, California Pizza Kitchen, uh, that we did a impromptu postgame show just because we had some technical difficulties. We brought this up. I don't know if you've been seeing this on Twitter. Uh, it's been interesting to me because a question that I've posed that I, I don't necessarily agree with because I don't think you should be handcuffed to something that you are married to something that you're not happy.
happy with or it's not working. But it, a question that I pose is like, what are the when when Zach you see, and this isn't the pick on you when you've brought up it's like if you're a big time program you need to fire and I've brought up the finances around it. Like, what does Junior Bridgman think of this? What does other prominent boosters that think of it? Well, now you're starting to see the other side of that coin. You're starting to see prominent boosters become vocal on Twitter about that. Aaron Flaker, who has his name all over the U of L baseball uh, practice facility and has donated a lot of money to the program, he's becoming vocal about his displeasure uh, in the year one comments. You have uh, Mark Spiegel, who's a part of the 502 Collective, who that's an interesting dynamic to be, just saying he's never smiled after losing anything. He, neither have I. He has a successful company in Atlanta and is kind of the, the point person around the 502 Collective he's been on with Ethan and Taylor on yeah. LSL. Yep. So that's a fascinating dynamic, not saying that he's given the amount of Yum or Humana or whatever some of these other prominent Fortune 500 companies, but you're starting to see the other side of the coin of prominent boosters and even from the NIL standpoint, what they're becoming vocal about. And that's what's going to be fascinating to me after the year one comments. Um, I love it, to see it. I love finally I, I that know. they're speaking well, up. Because, because the year zero thing was probably the dumbest thing he's ever said. And that's saying a lot. That's because, saying a lot. Because the, the, a the Kentucky post-game comments uh, did not sit well. Like, we can't get those players like that that was essentially what I took away from that yeah. but I, I'm fascinated to see in the, and I, I promise I'll uh, I want to get your reaction to this because I thought of you Zach when I've started seeing some of these boosters do okay. that but when it's been conveyed to me that prominent in, in, people within the basketball family of Louisville basketball have tried to help Kenny Payne out in some capacity. Yes, it's like yeah. just be a PR person, whether it just be uh, just kind of help him out with with Eric Crawford's piece about, hey, you should have some cards up here. This is how you should say some things after games and whatnot. Yes. And, and he hasn't, to my understanding, hasn't used any of that help. In the final couple months of the season if anybody can get through to him as a, a, a last effort, and, and especially seeing what the booster, I say boosters, donors and contributors to the university. I know Double D hates when we say boosters and whatnot. So contributors to the university that care about program, if anybody can get through to him to say, if you really want to be here, like, you need to do these things. And that's going to be fascinating to me in the final couple months of the season. Yeah, I just uh, I don't get everybody. It's like, oh, he clearly wants to be here. He, to me, he show he clearly doesn't want to be here. And you can't just you, you can't insult the fan base saying that this is year one. Like last year never happened. What, what if you won 20 games? Did last year never happen? But look, I, but I told you all when we started and you started doing the show last year, I, there was a contingency of people that were going to use that. Yeah. And those people are crazy well but but well, again I, but, i'm using the word crazy instead of other things i want to use but i i think i think it said this earlier i think it would have been if they had just been like bad in a normal sense of bad yeah like if they had gone 10 if you were notre dame right 12 now. and 20 yes. you know what i mean like if 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 they had just been Mediocre. Bad. If you were Notre yeah. Dame or Georgia Tech right now, if like and again, it, it, the verdict's out on what Duke can do. They lost the pit last night. But if you did what Damon Stoudemire did in beating Duke early on, people would be hesitant, but they dip their toe into the water to maybe buy into the vision. How about Micah Shrewsbury coming out and saying what he said? Basically, if you're not good enough or you're not giving enough effort, you're not going to play. People would eat that up And we here. haven't – Kenny Ten, Payne has never said that once. Well, if you just – if I, I think he sort of has in his own – way and it's not that direct which which frustrates people but if if they had just won 10 to 12 games last year maybe gotten a win against somebody pretty good like like the Miami win this year and and had 
and had been competitive in several others, um, it would have been looked at as year zero. Yeah, I think they would have worked but, with you if you showed effort and you didn't go out and you know just seemingly give up the second half of the season. You don't go four and twenty eight. People would have worked it, with you if you would have. Yes. If this would have been what happened last year, to a degree, because they're still on its surface. Can we just say this? Even if you want to say last year didn't count. This year is still bad enough that yes. you could warrant getting fired against one of the worst schedules in the country, and you're six and twelve, and half the games you're not even competitive. You're losing to Chattanooga. You're barely beating teams like UMBC, New Mexico State. Okay, Kenny, sure. year zero doesn't count. This year is still awful, and still ju- would justify you getting fired. Well, and that's what's been interesting to me to kind of see unfold is that. If when you see the Josh and, and I, I'm on the other side. I've heard callers and texters say Josh Hurd needs to speak. So he did. He did his piece with Eric Crawford. He does not. I, he does not need thing. to speak every week on this topic. Now I do understand. It's, it's, there, there's there. Well, there, there's a couple things about that. Sorry to interrupt. No, you're fine. Um, but one, it, it doesn't do any good to just be out there. Uh, doing it every week like you don't want to like hold a guillotine over anybody's head right like that that doesn't that's not that's not constructive i know people want to see that but it's not constructive at all and and number two like what do you say like you see it behind the bench of the north carolina game with jeff rob he does not look like he's having a good time no, like, like, what do you say? Like, if you're going to – if the plan is to just kind of let him see how it goes the rest of the season, like, there, there's nothing to say that is going to make people feel better. Like, it, it's just it, – it, 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 to me, you, you just – you do your work behind the scenes – you, you 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 watch you see how things are going if if you think a change is maybe imminent after the season you start doing the the, the back room sort of um, behind the scenes uh, gauging interest in various places and that sort of thing and have your ducks in a row you don't need to speak about any of that publicly uh, because it's just you don't need to show your hand um it's not going to make fans feel better it's probably only going to frustrate people more uh and it's it's really and people don't want to hear this but it's not fair to the current staff to like have that just sitting over their head every week or two like and and that's why i think josh Hurd ultimately did the the, that's when i think when he did the interview with wdrb and eric crawford was the reason uh real quick before we get to the top of the hour the financial issue does not make sense are they really going to wait until april to get a new coach when the buyout goes down i can't see them waiting the hell no jack grossman our buddy filled a 68 now i believe he was on with strebel others have brought this up too but yes it it goes out it it drops i should say i believe march 31st so that is an interesting dynamic there that's not actually that late um like and and i I don't know how this works but there might be a way to say uh he's relieved of his duties as of march 31st and and maybe have it count i I don't know exactly how that works but it's not that late march 31st is yeah as zach pointed out uh the the final four is late this year yes it is yeah it's just after regional weekend so the final four is the following weekend so that sounds late but it's not actually as late as maybe it normally would be but the financial um, issue i'm not trying to say from from the standpoint of they don't have it uh i I think because he is part of 
dare I say, La Familia. Uh, I know that's going to upset a lot of people, but he is a part of the Louisville family that they are going to try and make this as tasteful as possible and not be as ugly. However, uh, we're past that point right now. Well, it's awkward. I I would say it's in an awkward, flimsy state. I know we're at the top of the hour. We got some calls coming in, a bunch of texts. Uh, We can dive into that. You know how many recruits they have? No, and I saw that text on there as well. The only Power 6 program in America that doesn't have a single recruit. They have as many recruits as we do and everybody listening. Well, did you see the crop? Did you see the crop of interns that uh, Ken's brought in that you're going to get into the shape over there? Yeah. yeah we're, you're, you're bringing we're, in some recruits and some interns. We're bringing in some recruits. Oh, See, boy. we're getting it done over here. <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll get but, up some name, image, and likeness, too. To, to be fair, we've talked about this, too. Like, if they're going to have some spots, so they're going to have to fill spots. But um, if, 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 if all these guys are back... They're not going to have that many spots. Well, it's not, now he's embracing the transfer portal, which it may seem like this too. We, we're past the top of there. We need to take a break. We can spend some time uh, reacting to this too. Reminder, Nick Kern's got you covered over on 93.9 The Ville around 1.30 or so. Full post game, I believe. Uh, Biscuit and Chrissy Bantha have you as soon as network coverage ends over on 93.9 The Ville. We got you covered for the NFL games if you're driving around via Westwood 1. Lions and Bucks. Uh, 2.30 coverage begins presented by our good friends over at Barino's Pizza. The new Barino's on Market will Looks wonderful. It was down there. And Bills and Chiefs coming up 615 on all sticks on that via Westwood One. Uh, on the other side, we get to your calls. We get to your texts. It is the seventh highest rated sports talk show on Sunday during a highly competitive 10 to noon time slot right here at ESPN 680 and Some things just take you back. Just waking up in the morning, gotta Makes me think of Jason Anderson, one of his rejoins right there. Welcome back. Seventh highest rated sports talk show on Sundays during a highly competitive 10 to noon time slot. Sunday morning hangover. Zach E.C. doing great jobs on the music, uh, the takes. He's having the flu game. He was out with the fellas last night. Nick Kern and beautiful, questionable presidential suite at the hotel in Chapel Hill getting set for Louisville women's basketball uh, on 93.9 The Bill taking on the lady. Are they the lady Tar Hills or is it just the women's no, basketball? Just, I don't want to get in trouble. Just, just the Tar Heels. Okay. Yeah, taking okay. on the Tar Heels today. Uh, yeah, big game. Ranked matchup. North Carolina ranked 23rd coming off the win uh, at Georgia Tech. Should be a, a really good game today. And, um, yeah, Cards could get a big ranked win on the road today. Add to the uh, the tournament resume and, and trying to um, increase their hold on, on first place in the ACC. So, uh, yeah, big game on the road today. We'll see what happens. going to be a great environment. going to be a, a tough game, certainly. North Carolina, very good team. So, looking forward to it today. Cards lost here the last time they played here. Beat North Carolina at home last year. Lost here a couple of years ago uh, during the Final Four run. Uh, so, definitely a tough place to play. And, yeah, and then uh, after this one, Louisville gets home for three in a row. Boston College at home at the KFC Yum Center Thursday night. Pitt next Sunday afternoon, a week from today. And then Syracuse uh, in town, a really good Syracuse team in a couple of Thursdays. So uh, a bunch of chances to get out and see the cards after after today at the KFC Yum Center. Hope folks can uh, can make it out. No, and I, like I said, Barron's on market. About a, a stone's throw from the KFC Yum Center. Not far at all. The new location looks great. They got the Heisman Trophy down there. They got some Lamar memorabilia. They got some Colonel's memorabilia, uh, Louisville memorabilia, and they got their uh, ABC and liquor license out there. And for those, yes. I know this is something 
something in our wheelhouse right here. Uh, Frozen's coming to the Kentucky Center. So January 24th yeah. through February 4th, stop by your neighborhood Baronos and register to win tickets to see Frozen on Wednesday, January 31st. Yeah, it's that good Baronos pizza. So uh, I've That's heard... That's huge. Uh, Amanda and, uh, uh, and, uh, and, and uh, I think... My sister-in-law, her sister Shelby, I think is coming to town. They're going to see that uh, maybe this Thursday, as a matter of fact. So, uh, yeah, big show. Looking forward. I haven't been to the new Bear Nose location. Looking forward to getting in there. Got a text from a uh, good friend, Jeremy Sharf, our buddy, who... Uh Oh, I believe is enjoying it today. Nice. So, Shout out to yeah. that. So good stuff. Well, hopefully uh, the young one enjoys uh, Elsa and Anna and Kristoff and everything that it has to go down there. And I'm sure you've probably watched that no less than 200 times uh, with the uh, little one if you're anything like me. Yes, it's become a favorite. She can belt. Let it go now. She loves that. Well, it, that's not going anywhere anytime soon. I wish I had some other. Uh, it's very cute. But yes, yeah, sometimes you're like, hey, is there any other song like we can just try? No, but, there's no other song. Yeah. That thing has a trance. They did a great job when they composed that thing somehow those those folks at disney just know they do uh four three seven nine six eighty ups jobs text on as nick said he's got you covered for louisville women's basketball uh one thirty on 93.9 the bill in the espn louisville app and if you're driving around uh he biscuit and chrissy bantha got you covered i believe for the post game show and then lux by uh, lions i cannot talk today on espn 680 i just combined both of those on there lux lions yeah lux lions that's that's the, the new lions? expansion team right there yes the detroit blinds now all of a sudden that explains why Detroit's actually good at football. Yeah, they changed their name. (laughs) The Lions versus the Bucks. There you go. That's professional journalism and broadcasting right there. I'm Mike James Strebel breaking the big Z news. Uh, 2.30 on ESPN 680, 105.7, and Bills and Chiefs should be a fun one. Uh, 6.15 on all sticks via Westwood 1. Old school NFC Central battle, by the way. I want the Bucks to bring back like those old creamsicle jerseys for this game. That's what they should have done. Just to, like Detroit versus Tampa sounds like a 1991 like Barry Sanders versus... You know, that old Tampa defense. God, so they changed that in like early 90s, didn't yeah, they, their colors? That, yeah. Because it makes me think of Mike uh, Allstott. Of, um, You're in good hands with Allstott. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's You the, talk about a player that doesn't exist in today's NFL, Mike Allstott. They don't have those big bruising fullbacks anymore. No. Yeah, I think of Mark Ennis like getting free tickets at the Publix yeah. down there because of they he's were a terrible. Tampa. They were terrible for the longest time. And then they changed the uniforms they don't wear the creamsicles, and all of a sudden they've become a respectable franchise the last 20 years or so. They have two Super Bowl wins. Sometimes. I know. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. It makes me think of old Warren Sapp and his histo- terrible breath. Yeah. They historically, like percentage, they're the worst organization in the history of professional sports, but yet they have two championships. Ennis put out a funny tweet yesterday uh, about, and it made me think of Nick Valvano about, uh, you know, the guy that microwaves the fish. Or something in there that he he did a comparison. I'm trying to find the tweet with uh, KP, but it um, it made me laugh. So there it is. And, and Jason, okay, Kenny's at the heating up the fish in the break room microwave stage, <laughs> which made me laugh because Nick did that once, and Jason Anderson got so mad at him. I think it was eggs, though. I remember Jason got so mad at Nick for microwaving fish or some sort in the back. That's I, very on brand for Nick. Look, it's he's our guy. Yeah. We love yeah. him. That uh, is, you don't build a brand like that without doing things no. like that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what he's doing, peeing in the sink. All right, can it be said the U of L administration <laughs> killed men's basketball by the way they handled the Patino situation? Look at Bill Self at Kansas. Eh, I mean, look at what's done's done now, you know. There 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 maybe uh certainly could have gone a different route with it in hindsight. Um, you know, a lot of people were arguing for that at the time, but also 
The next hire was Chris Mack, which most people thought was probably a slam dunk at the time and 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 maybe would have proved to continue to be okay but it just it got untenable and and uh, he decided to walk away in his mind it was untenable and um so i i don't know that you'd say that they killed it but um certainly i think you know a different decision could maybe have been made there uh, others were arguing for it at the time but hard to know that back then you know what makes me think of every time like chris mack and the walk away of like that interview that he got the the media brass outside the artist formerly known as the yum the little yum center so the keyboard center now it makes me think of like i think he was wearing like a camo bangles hat and I, that's yeah, he was the only, Bengals have for I, sure. I, I, that's the only thing I think of. I'm just that's he probably did a great job of breaking down what transpired, but that's the only thing that I react to on that. Anyways, this is the little things that transpire in the in Phil's brain that nobody he, cares about. He, by the way, was on. Uh, and know he does a lot of stuff with the field of 68 was watching him on one of the uh, after dark podcasts. Uh, I forgot who he was on with uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, but he. You know, they they were joking with him. Hey, do you want to get back into it or whatever? And, and I forgot what exactly they were discussing. Maybe it was a Louisville and Kenny Payne. I, I don't remember. But he usually he steps said, away when they do that, and I think no, it's yeah, for probably he, contract and like nothing disparaging he, to the he he wasn't involved in the discussion. But it, it kind of it, it may have been somebody somewhere else. But he kind of said, you know, yeah, like I, I probably would have done things differently if I'd have known that the. Uh, that the NCAA stuff was going to drag on for four years, um, you know, from when he took that job. So I think that weighed on him quite a bit. Um, yeah, over, he, he had to deal with time. what Kenny Payne is alluding to. But like that, that's sure. what that's what I think doesn't sit well with a lot of people. I don't know if you just saw this, the graphic they were doing, like the weather for the games today or whatever. And it just they put what's, it what's the Ford field uh, bold what? letters that said game in a dome. Oh, did because they really? The, that's funny. I didn't even see that. That's funny. Yeah, because earlier in the week, of course, the one buck reporter asked Todd Bowles about, oh, it's cold up in Detroit. How are you going to handle the weather? I, well, I doubt that was a buck reporter. Years. That's probably somebody from, uh, you know, the troubleshooter of Tampa that they as as, as sports yeah, as, reporting uh, gets yeah, you know thinner yeah. and thinner as uh, multiple folks around here will tell you that the Todd news answered it very nicely by the way he could have gone off and he didn't well but he was like yeah. um there we we're gonna play indoors like we're gonna walk outside for 20 seconds i think we'll be fine <laughs> I Did you we'll see Jim Laranaga? Uh, I actually thought of it when he was going into the Carrier Dome yesterday. Yeah. He like had his uh, his hood on where he was just trying to get in. His, and it looked like he was, uh, you know, your your grandmother who just got her hair done at the salon and just did not want to get any of that yeah. one degree weather on his bald head. Oh yeah. Uh, four three seven nine six eighty. A couple more texts before we get to our buddy Eric. Pay higher buyout now versus paying higher for the salary replacement next year. A wash. The real consideration is that there are some quality coaches available this year that may not be next year priced out or snatched up by another school. But also, I think something that you saw last time with the Kenny Payne thing that you have to be careful for, and that's why they'll probably hire another search firm, which I know will make a lot of people mad. A lot of guys are going to get new deals out of this, too. Like, it's just there's a desperation um, stench that comes with this, and I think that regardless if they do decide to go that direction, which, let's be honest, it's heading in that direction, there's going to be some guys that get paid or a contract extension, a la Bruce Bruce, Pearl and others um, that were in the mix. Uh, 26796 Sadie, Nick Kern, Phil Baker, Zach, you see behind the glass. We go to Eric up first in hour number two. How are you, Eric? I'm doing well. How Boy, are you, you sound like you don't sound well. Death. You sound, are you okay? Yeah. 
I think it's like the perpetual just sort of hanger on that you you know sometimes get. In the That's what we call Zach. You see the hanger on. Yeah, the hanger on. <laughs> Oh, uh, hey, Nick, Phil, what about the women's team, man? You know, it make you think of uh, good times. Moving on up to the top. Louisville women's basketball should be clearly in the top ten. I mean, they clearly, I mean, should be like, you know, eight or nine in big game today. I mean, what, what's the move, Nick? What, how, how's everybody feeling up there? How, what's it, what, what are you seeing? Uh, good, I think. An early shoot-around this morning and uh, was was a good one. We'll see if that uh, translates to the game today. But, yeah, that's that's uh, that's the thing. You, you can move up by winning games like these on the road. Uh, we'll see if they're able to pull it off today. It should be a really, really good one. I am looking forward to it. And, you know, I've been looking at some of the stuff. You know, the women's volleyball – is the final four is going to be at Yelm next year, right? It is. So, is there a way that Louisville could host all the way up through the final four, uh, to the championship game? Would probably yeah. be at Ellen. Would it be at Ellen Inn though for the early games? I don't know. I don't know how that works. It's a good question. I feel like that's the issue that you run into with the reason why. I mean, there's not a football stadium from the men's side, but from the women's side, they can't have a Final Four because the, all their games are inside the Yum Center. There has to be a certain portion. It's like Kansas at Allen Fieldhouse and the Sprint Center. You can't have a certain amount of games there in order to host it. So that's one of the reasons why but, there hasn't been a Final the, Four for with women's. With the way the volleyball tournament works, you get to host, you know, if you're – you, you host if you're um, a high enough seed in the first two rounds, and then you host in your region if you're the highest uh, remaining seed in the regional round. So I don't know the exact ins and outs and rules, but um, I I would think so. I would think they'd be you able know, to. I was I was thinking maybe uh, if not at L and N at uh, Freedom Hall. You sure. Know, maybe you know fill it up there, but when Lamar looked good yesterday, y'all didn't he? Yes, he I mean, did. I, I, I was telling uh, uh, Zach, you know, it was like the Lamar of old, you know, where he's just running. And, man, when he takes off, he's like in attack mode. I've always felt like, and this is totally complimentary, but he's just like a velociraptor. You know, he's just sitting there and he just, he runs, you know, headstrong and fast and protects the ball. So it's going to be interesting. I think the potential Super Bowl of, of the Ravens versus the 49ers, I mean, the Ravens would have an advantage, I think, because they went into their place and just completely, you know, kicked their butt. Now, our friends over at DraftKings put this out there. Now, have you seen – I know Zach's on uh, on this, but have you seen the Super Bowl logos, colors theory that's been out there? Mm. So, I have not. So, from, so, when you look at the Super Bowl logos from the last well. few years, whatever colors in the new logo – so, like, for – uh, when it was the Rams versus the Bengals, there's an orange hue and then there's like a yellow tint on that one. Uh, a couple of years ago, you had there's an Eagles Chiefs game. There was some green in there and there was some red in there. This year, there is purple and then there's like a reddish tint. So everyone's oh. saying that's Ravens and 49ers. Oh. That is very interesting. The more you know. So that that plays into the scripted of everyone's saying that it's scripted. I was going to say, so so that does mean that they completely predetermine how this is going to go every year, just like uh, a lot of people (laughs) suspect. I am totally into conspiracies, y'all. I mean, because I love history and all that. Excuse me, looking at the what ifs. But, you know, when you look at the conspiracies, you know, just out there and 
<clears throat> but you know, hey, Phil, I thought y'all did a good job on that video yesterday. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Uh, we had some technical difficulties. I think we have a contingency plan uh, moving forward if we run into issues like that again. So we were kind of the guinea pigs for it. So quick 50-minute podcast of the post-game show. Apologies for the technical difficulties on that. As we try to build out ESPN Louisville Plus, we can do some things like that where, you know, I know the Kentucky guys with Ince and Gandolfo and Zachy C have kind of been the guinea pigs on that when if they if and when they get bumped for Bellerman games, but this gives us the opportunity to, they have a, you know, a good sized audience that we're clamoring for a post-game show, and this gives us another avenue for them to uh, do that. It's almost like a third, well, I guess technically a fourth channel with 105.7, but that gives you an extra, an extra avenue to uh, take in some ESPN Louisville content. So I appreciate that, and I appreciate Ethan chiming in from a massage chair. I'm not making that up at Oxmoor Center Mall outside the Apple Store. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, uh, football is looking great. Coach Brown continues. I mean, just all the – you look at that defense that, that, that we're having, and we're getting some good speed in the receiver and, you know, the shuck. I mean, uh, let's, let's – I, I watched him play. I thought he looks good. I mean, he's definitely going to have smarts at 26 years old or 24. Yeah, he's older. He's older. Mid-20s, yeah. So, I mean, because that's, that's, you know, you're, you're just, your mind is more developed and you're, 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 you're bigger than, you know, at 18, 19. So I'm looking forward to that. You know, with, with men's basketball, man, it's, it's interesting. Shakespeare wrote either tragedies or comedies. And this, this has really just become a tragedy. Uh, it was a bit of a comedic I thought tragedy, but now because it's going to end up potentially, unless Louisville turns it around, and you know, I, I don't know. I've not heard, and, and you know, I talk. I've got friends and such, and it seems like more and more of them are just like done with it. So if it if it's not turned around, you know, that's you know, how will people look at Kenny Payne, who was a member of the '86 national championship team, in uh, you never know. I mean, John Salzman, man, I'm telling you, if y'all do not follow him, he puts out, you know, like on this date. And this was, like, especially after the Miami game, I think a lot of the luster that's gone now, though, but, you know, you look at, like, um, the 81 team, you know, how they had such a miserable losing record, and they just ended up winning, like, 19 out of 20. So, I mean, you do you continue to just wait for that to happen? Because the players like the coaches. So you don't oh, look, I, Eric, I've said it multiple times. It, it is a, going to be – it's more emotional than it is business. I've said that a hundred times, and I'll say it a hundred more when it does that. But this cannot be sustainable uh, in terms of the greater good of the program, especially if the players are saying, hey, you know, we like the coaching staff. We're almost there and whatnot. But, um, you know, you, you need more just from a basketball program in order to do that. However, with that being said, uh, how much does Josh Hurd take that into account in the administration is going to be a fascinating dynamic to me in the next uh, couple well, of months. I think that was a big factor in the decision, among others, to not make a move during the season. Um, I don't know that that is going to be – obviously it's a factor, but I don't know that that will be a decisive factor in what happens after the season. Eric, as always, buddy, appreciate the call, man. We're going to switch it up to some Kentucky talk here in a bit before uh, Zachy C comes out here like a, a foamed uh, a pit bull at the mouth and, and attacks me. So appreciate the call, buddy. We'll talk to you next week.
Thanks, guys. Y'all have a great week. You too. Thanks, Eric. Nick, I know you're about to get out of here in the next 20 minutes or so, So, and we probably have a little time for a country song of the week, but uh, Kentucky, great first half. The Big Z experiment got a little bit dicey, and God bless oh. gambling at the second half. I don't know if you saw that uh, for those that I were in the desert. Yes, uh, the, the effort to come back from Georgia. That's Just right. go, go on gambling Twitter. You'll see a couple things there. Oh, yeah. But uh, Big Z's debut, our very own... Journalist James or Scribe Strebel? Which one are we working with? Scribe Strebel. I think so, too. This is what we got to do. Strebel breaking some news uh, about Big Z. Someone slid into his DMs who would know is what he's conveyed to me in a group chat uh, and said Big Z was playing tonight. And I got to be honest. Um, you know, what did you say to me in the pregame meeting, Zachy C? Like Shaq said, I'm sorry. What is Shaq? I'm not familiar a, with yeah, your game. I apologize. I'm not fam- I wasn't familiar with your game. Big Z. I, I'm not going to lie, and this is probably terio, uh, st- uh, terrible stereotyping by me. I thought he was just going to be some big stiff, and I don't want to put too much stock into this, but that behind-the-back pass and the Woo. way he shot the ball with yeah. just not even thinking about it. Mother of God. He's a creative player. Yeah. It's, it, so, <laughs> it's like, listen, he what, got Dan Issel a tweet. Yes, he did. What, what, what they have now... Like, obviously, Big Z can play a little bit. Now, I'm not necessarily expecting that every game as he works into it. But, like, you've got him. You've got Trey Mitchell. You've got, uh, obviously, Onyenso. You've got Bradshaw. That's a pretty formidable four-person front line uh, that that you can can make some stuff happen with because uh, Onyenso's really uh, coming to his zone and continues to play well, especially as a shot blocker on the defensive end. And, and then we know what they have in terms of guard play. Um, you know, almost uh, a platoon situation at, at this point and in, in what they can do backcourt-wise. Like, it, it, it is... Um, and, and, again, just continues to be... Not only you talked about Big Z and, and getting Dan Issel to tweet, this team got Jeff Goodman to tweet very positive things about them yesterday. I'm not sure if you saw that, but how much fun they are, how well they move the ball, how unselfish they are. Um, and, and Goodman pretty well documented, not the biggest Cal fan and vice versa. Um, they, uh, th- th- We've said it so many times, they're so much fun to watch because of the way they play. And that's the thing, as these guys have gotten healthy who weren't or, or cleared, as is the case with Big Z, but uh, Bradshaw getting healthy, Big Z finally getting cleared, they're, they're not missing a beat. They're stepping right in and still able to play the same way. And that is what is incredibly impressive, um, that, that, they, that they're able to, to just not – disrupt that flow and the way that they play. I still think they have um, certainly some issues on the defensive end. We've talked about that. Second half showed as much. Uh, it, it, it feels – I, I want to be careful because it feels like – A little like bit when of a letdown, right? Yeah, when, when, yeah. You're, when you're up that big, you – you tend to take the foot off the gas a little bit. I understand. However, uh, I feel like with what's happened in recent years with Kentucky basketball in the postseason and Calipari saying over and over again, this team is full of dogs, uh, you need to have that kind of killer mentality yeah, from but, start to finish, as cliche as that sounds. But, but don't let gambling Twitter seep into 
real life. Boy, does it though. I mean, it's it's I know, overflowing. I, I'm the I wrong know, person but, to ask but, on this because but, it's but, it's, but that, that 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 stuff's gonna freak out gamblers much more. Like you win the game. Georgia came in as a pretty good team in terms of the overall record and an SEC play so far, and you really dominated and dismantled them. And you worked in a new guy who had never played before, and all he does is just step right in, throw that incredible behind-the-back pass, bang four threes. Uh, I mean, getting rebounds. Like, I, it, it's Even incredible. on the one where Cal got the technical, I was telling Zach about that. That spin move that he did on oh, yeah. the on the oh. dunk that almost went down, I looked at my buddy, and I was just like, oh, man. Like, I, I, I didn't know that was in... You know how I feel about Robert Dillingham. And, but, I mean, Big Z, like that move that he did on the spin move, and I know he missed the shot there. They got Cal the technical. He's probably fouled there. I didn't know that. I was not familiar with his game, as one Shaquille O'Neal no. would say. None of us were familiar and, with this game except for – And he already got a flagrant. Off. Yeah, he did. Uh, so he really worked his way in in all facets. Um, and, and also credit the to chin up for on the, the tech. <laughs> I mean – Credit to Streamble for breaking the story, but also um, apparently the billboard thing may have actually worked. Is it any coincidence that they put this billboard up and then, hey, he's he's cleared? It, it took uh, you know thirty five hundred dollars, whatever a billboard goes for for that. Zach, you see, you're normally on the UK post game yeah. show with Ensign Gandolfo. I know you're out with the fellows last night, but your thoughts on the game? Yeah, Kentucky, hundred five points. They've scored what eighty five points, I think, in sixteen of uh, eight, their eighteen games or seventeen games they've played this year. You just know going into the game, Kentucky's scoring at least eight. 80 points. It's just about whether they can get some stops, and they got enough stops. And yeah, I think I just I don't really look at what Georgia did down the stretch as any real concern. I look at it more as just kind of a letdown. Kentucky's up a billion, and so you're probably not going to play as hard. I get that, but the balance that they have again, they always seem to have four or five guys that are in double figures. Antonio Reeves with 21, DJ had 18 and 10. I thought one of his better games. Uh, Trey Mitchell 23 points. Actually, only played 28 minutes. He played 44 against A&M last week, so they're able to actually limit his minutes, but. You can That's see real efficient, though. Yeah, and 23 and 28 minutes. You know Incredible. what's efficient? Big Z, 16 minutes, 13 points. Oh, I That's thought you were going to talk about him squirting himself in the face, and there's no <laughs> other way uh, how to tiptoe around that, so that probably just made the mix. Well, yeah, you beat me to it there. But, uh, no, the Big Z, what he does, he just elevates his team. He gives them another piece of depth and you know just the ceiling of this team we've talked about all year Kentucky's ceiling is as high as any program in the country you know put the Wilmington game aside even put the overtime against A&M aside they've been as consistent as just about any team all year long I could easily see them being a final four team I could also see them being out in the second round because of their lack of defense at times but they're going to be such a fascinating team to watch for that very reason. And I'm glad you said you, you did the, the follow-up with you could see them about the second weekend because that is going second to be, round, uh, you know, Sam, uh, they, they honored the, what was it, the 84 team? team. Yeah, the 84 Sam team. Bowie. Sam Bowie brought up the, the point about, like, you know, and he told Cal that he was going to make the joke about that if they don't win a national championship this year, it's, it's his fault. Yeah. But... I think there's a contingency of crazy Kentucky fans that maybe not a national championship, but Final Four. You hate saying Final Four bust, but it, 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 this needs to be a second weekend team with no the question. amount of talent and everything that's transpired. We the, say this over and over again with Cal. It's kind of been the same thing, but after what happened with the Texas debacle last year, uh, the garbage, the the garbage bags that were the over. Saint Peter's, yeah, exactly. The like fact that this is he, in this talent, yeah. like you need to make a, a move. And the way they're shooting the ball, it, it it's randomness of March Madness. I understand that, but you know you're you're inching closer to a decade 
plus away from making like a real impact on the sport. They haven't been to the second weekend in five years, which is yeah. unheard of at Kentucky. But well, the thing is, how many teams are going to have the firepower to keep up? Like I mentioned, Kentucky, their baseline is pretty much they're going to score at least 80 points in every game. How many teams have the firepower to keep up with that? Well, Not listen, the, the, they're there will especially in the tournament you don't know what matchups are going to be they're they maybe run into a team that doesn't let them score 80 but here's the thing and why i'm very confident that they will get out of the first weekend you even if they don't score 80 per se if a team tries to slow it down like they can they can play a slow tempo we've seen that they can they can speed it up and get up and down with you if you want to do that they can win different ways and they just have so many options on the offensive end. It's going to be really hard to shut everybody down. Uh, they have guys, a lot of them, that can make big shots and make big plays late in games. We've seen a number of guys able to hit some uh, some big shots at crunch time over the course of the season and, and make big plays in crunch time. Like It's just going to be hard to contain everybody. And they do have issues on the defensive end, but what they're able to do offensively and how many guys are involved and how well they share the ball. Uh, there are just so many options. Like, I, I just don't see like you, you can't really slow it down and zone them. You can, but they can pick that apart and they'll find somebody that's hitting shots. Uh, it may not be everybody, every game, but somebody's going to be hitting shots. It's the way it's gone all year. I, I, I just, you know, I, I really don't see them not getting out of the first weekend just with with how they're built um you know I, it, once you get to the second weekend i think anything can happen yeah it's random it, it is to a large degree but but i i just they they they're so impressive to me the way they play and and the personnel that they have a good mix obviously largely youth but they have the experience too with uh, with a guy like mitchell and a guy like reeves um I don't know. It's it's just um, they're they're really impressive, and I I really think that they have a chance to to certainly be a Final Four team. And I I just I don't know. I I, I don't know how you attack them and and keep them down enough to prevent them from winning two games the first weekend of the tournament. Well, Cal had this to say post game on just the debut of uh, Big Z and are we are we just going to we're committing to Big Z, right? I know you've done this on the b- post game show. Nick's really good at pronunciation of uh, I have no idea what okay, his name is. So I have no idea how to Z. say his name. They tried to ask him on the they tried to ask him on the SEC network uh confidently and he he was his mic was a little bit away from his face so I don't think they got it either. Uh we we will uh, defer to uh James Strebel, journalist James to break it down tomorrow on the round table. But here's what uh, he, Big, Cal had to say about Big Z, but also trouble closing out the game at the end of it and why you cannot do that moving well, forward. You know, he rebounded the ball, um, five rebounds. But, again, he's like the rest of us. The end of the game, we turned it over, like, for no reason. Why didn't you just look at the guy and throw it to him? He threw it. Th- what are you doing? This isn't like a, we're not in the, uh, in the gym playing a pickup game, and it doesn't matter. I mean... You want to finish people off. And he made a pass. DJ made a pass. Robert made a pass. I mean, I'm just, you know, I look at it and I sometimes I probably expect too much. And, you know, I want them to be at their best every moment. And that's not going to happen. We got the youngest team in the country. I'm out there with five and six freshmen at times. 
That was only played through one year, so hopefully that went out over the air. I apologize if it did not. But uh, yeah, it, it's you know some. It, it's a younger team, but yes, it, it just kind of. I under, it's tough to not get in that mindset when you're up as big as you were. But obviously, from start to finish, uh, you'd like to see a complete game. But I, I just think that was them just kind of taking their foot off the gas as they're up as big. But Georgia did not quit on that. Uh, Texter, I know you got to get out of here. Um, we do you want to try country song of the week, or we just want to punt on that? Uh, or we should punt we, we on can it. Punt. Okay. Got a punt, got a punt. Got a punt, got a punt. Uh, process style. So a texter yeah. said, in referencing my eye test, my focus is directed to what you are actually seeing from these players rather than what you should or could be seeing based off the recruiting hype rankings and potential. Do you still, and quote, fundamentally disagree? Uh, that is, uh, I guess, at both of us because we were saying that this team does have talent. Okay, so if you don't want to yes, go based off, yes. if you don't want to go based off rankings. Which I am right I, now because I'm on I, 247. I, well, Number one's Kentucky. Number two is Duke. Number three is USC. That's going to have probably the number one player in the NBA draft plus Bronny James, which I know the verdict's still out on them. Baylor's number four. The defending national champions are uh, Connecticut. And this is transfer plus recruits. You know who comes in at number six? Louisville. Look, here's the thing. Kansas like, is at number obviously- 10. The, the rankings don't really mean anything. It, it's but it's got to count because if, it, if they were that. playing no, well, but, you would point to that, though. That's the no, thing that the, kills the, me. The, that's what I'm saying. Like, my eye test watching this team play, I'd want Mike James on my team. I'd want Curtis Williams on my team. I'd want Tyler Johnson on my team. I'd want Brandon Hundley Hatfield on my team, especially how he's developed over the course of the season. I'd want Sky Clark on my team. Oh, take it a step further. I bet, okay, let's say in the day and age of the transfer portal. I, 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 how many I want of these J.J. Guys, Trainer on my team, by the way. Okay, so to take it a step further, let's say if there is a change and it looks like it's heading in that direction at the end of the season, how many of these guys do you think on this team would be sought after by a big-time Power 5 program? Most of them. Oh, and there you go. I mean, it, it's just like they, they – <laughs> there's, there's a lot. And, and I, again, you can see it on the offensive end of the floor – I know they make some bad decisions sometimes, and and that's fine. But like the ability of Sky Clark to hit challenge shots and to get his own shot, the ability of Mike James to knock down shots or get to the rim, the ability of Curtis Williams to do that, like Tyler Johnson to kind of uh, initiate things. Like we've seen it; it's there. It's just uh, it, the defensive end has been non-existent. And I refuse to believe that guys who can play and have that much ability on the offensive end just can't play any defense at all. That's that doesn't add up for me. Um, it, it, it's it's clearly um, a disconnect for them on that end of the floor, and I don't think it's because of a lack of talent. Like I think they're plenty talented to be able to to play defense. It's just a, a mentality. And you can say that's the players' fault. You can say that the coach's fault. Whatever. But. Um, yeah, I, I definitely think there's talent. And I think you can watch this team. And I, I said this about last year's team, too. Like I think you can watch them and see that there's talent. And I think you can watch between the two and see that there's more talent this year. That's Nick Kern. You got to get out of here. Sorry, I was fiddling with my uh, headset over there. It was going in and out with that. But you got to get out of here. Any final thoughts before uh, Louisville Women Basketball takes on UNC coming up 130 on 93.9 The Ville in the ESPN Louisville app? No, just, uh, yeah, big game today. Uh, hopefully folks can, can tune in. Uh, 2 o'clock tip, one thirty pregame on 93.9. Um, big one for the Cards, playing a ranked team on the road in a good environment, a place they lost the last time they were here. Um, 
big early season game in terms of the ACC standings, um, you know, early in the ACC season. So, um, yeah, should be a fun one. These are uh, these are the types of games that uh, this program has grown accustomed to over the years and uh, a big one today. So looking forward to it and hopefully uh, hopefully folks can tune in and looking forward to what uh, Dave and Chrissy have to say afterward as well. Well, I'm proud of you for getting Josh Passner snake bit within 20 seconds of the ESPNU broadcast yesterday. Hopefully you don't have to. If there was one guy that's going to have that, it's him and I'm that's yeah it's good company to have all right the man the myth the legend the international league all-star nick kern from beautiful chapel hill if it's not too creepy maybe snap some photos of some of uh, the jordans that the coaching staff's wearing and maybe send to me but you may be deemed uh, on a list after that so do maybe don't do that as i say that out loud uh, have a good call I'll, today my friend i'll try to get a picture of the uh, they have a good michael jordan short of shrine exhibit inside carmichael arena that has a lot of the jordans from over the years i'll try to send that well he could help jerry krause's widow out the other day and and showed up to that so we'll dive into that and what else is going on uh nick kern appreciate the time as always buddy we'll talk to you next week all right see you guys all right man the myth the legend the international league all-star zacky c we got you down the stretch what else is going on nfl playoffs uh zach maybe goes into a little deeper dive of what he did over the weekend i forgot to call him and get his voice recording of the nfl preview that's on me so that'll probably be we have to do one for the derby coverage coming up if uh, louie doesn't take that idea from us because i know he's kind of your uh radio people now uh, right here on the espn 680 1057 and the espn Louisville app we'll, what else is going on to close out the show uh coming up next You're locked on the Sunday morning hangover on ESPN 680 and 1057. Now, here's Nick Curran and Phil Baker. Woke up quick at about noon. Just thought that I had to be in Compton soon. I gotta get before the day begins. Before my mother starts about my friends. About to go and damn near went blind. Young at the pad throwing up. Ran in the house and grabbed my clip. Is this Reba McIntyre? No, it's not the uh, national anthem singer at Super Bowl 58. It's Easy e Boys in the Hood. Boy, I forget how many... Good on you for pulling uh, an edited version of that. I forgot how many drops are right there. Like I know. That. I do appreciate you and Louie in your uh, grunge segment where you just play like Linkin Park music. Yeah. It's slowly becoming a, a, a highlight of my day. I was going to say, it's every, uh, every day at 1140, the last break we do is Lincoln Park. I just did it like a couple of days at the and beginning it just and stuck. it turned into a bit. And so. it's and it's stuck so right there. So uh, you can listen to Zachy C on with Rabo and Co. Live programming from 7A to 6P sometimes longer with that with LSL, the high school hour, uh, Inside Churchill Downs. You got us on the weekends. We got you covered. Our buddy Jeff Lightsey doing good work yesterday on the victory formation on 93.9 The Ville and the ESPN Louisville app. Reminder if you're driving around today we got you covered with wall-to-wall play-by-play action. Uh, Kern's got you covered over on Louisville Women's Basketball taking on Carolina postgame show with Chrissy Bantha and Dave Skoll. Uh, as soon as that goes final, probably around 4 o'clock or so if I had to guess, no, uh, jarring any uh, overtime, but then we got you for the Lions and Bucks. Jared Goff versus Baker Mayfield, damn it. That's the, right. ESPN 680 Hey, put some respect on their names. Jared yeah, Goff went to the Super Bowl and Baker might be comeback player of the year. I wonder if Maben went up there. Maben was talking about going up to these places. It's like, Maben, they haven't been to the playoffs since all and your son's a part of the team. You need to go up there. Yeah. Hopefully he's not at the Burlington Coat Factory. Uh, sending me photos of some cool shoes that he's found there. And he's actually on his way up to Detroit uh, for that. You can listen on that via Westwood One. Uh, and then we got you covered for a fun, fun, fun 
one. Cannot wait for this. ESPN 680-1057 and 93.9 The Ville. Bills and Chiefs via Westwood One. I cannot tell you all enough how good a job Westwood One does with that. You can get Kevin Harlan on there. Uh, some other great Ian Eagle when he's not yelling at his uh, his, his, his his teammates. You hear that broadcast oh, on yeah. the Nets broadcast? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, God. That's, that's the good stuff. Maybe we'll play that and what else is going on. Uh, Zach, it's your least favorite segment. It's our favorite segment to close out the show. It is what else is going on right now on ESPN 680-1057 and the ESPN Louisville And app. now it's time for What Else is Going On with Nick Curran and Nick Evans. And Zach E.C. and Phil Baker. Baker working on that imaging. Um, it's always funny when we do that and neither of the people in the actual imaging are here. Yeah, I need that's on me. I, I need to have a backup plan where it's just shoehorned in, and even if it's something like Jack Grossman with uh, you know Dave Skull and just some of those things there that always warms my heart. All right, first up, we talked about it. The NFL games have not disappointed. You did a deep dive on it. You helped out with the V Show with Nick Valvano and yes. myself on was that Friday. It's been a blur. Yeah, I uh, think so yeah. So we had yeah yeah Bob was out that day. So yeah, we had that. Uh, just a, a deep dive into what you've enjoyed thus far of the NFL games. Obviously, the big one coming up yeah. tonight. I, I can't... I'm I'm going to be plopped in front of my TV for that from start to finish with that. But Lamar Jackson being uh, just kind of putting some of those naysayers to bed. Uh, also, you, you get Baker Mayfield, Jared Goff having some fun, some resurgence in their career. But That's what right. stood out to you thus far with the NFL? Yeah, the Ravens just dominated in that second half yesterday. 24 unanswered after it was a tie game. And, you know, there were some murmurs like, oh, is, are the Ravens going to do this again as a number one seed? They lost the Titans a few years ago. Lamar hasn't always been great in the playoffs. He was yesterday. 252 total yards and the Ravens look like the team to beat right now. But uh, the thing that stood out to me was the Eagles and the Cowboys collapses and how fascinating those were. The Cowboys deciding, you know, insane. They're, they're insane. They're doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result with Dak Prescott and Mike McCarthy, and I don't really understand the thought process there. Well, I and think then, it's Jared, Jerry Jones is 81 years old. That's and, also true. And if you feel like you're almost there, I think I sent to you, and again, I, I know it's different because it's a different sample size, and I want you to finish your point, but like yeah. the Mike Tomlin record from the last, I, I forget, you know, four years versus Mike McCarthy. Yeah. No, it's staggering how similar they yeah, are. Yeah, and, and so... If you think you're right there versus, you know, rebooting, yeah, then. <sighs> but I don't think they're right there. I, no, but the amount of talent they have, though, man, it's look at us talking about the it's KP. True. But so look, I, I don't know what they do, but Jerry Jones is the one that's going to have to do the interviews and on yeah. what is that 105.3 the fan down in Dallas. Mm-hmm. So that should have been some must listen to sports talk radio. But well, Jerry's never met a microphone he doesn't like, obviously, as we know. And the Eagles, their collapse was just fascinating. Ten and one, they looked like the best team in the league, and then they had the easiest remaining schedule. They lost five out of six, and the lack of effort they had against. Tampa Bay was just shocking, especially on defense. They didn't tackle. They looked like they didn't want to be there. And you know what? Baker Mayfield, give this man some credit. One of the most underrated stories of the year. Guy that was discarded by the Browns. I thought they did him dirty. And now he's won playoff games with multiple teams. And you look at the names of guys that have done that ever. It's like Joe Montana, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, all the great quarterbacks that have ever played football. I always forget he had a stint with the Panthers. Yeah, we I, all did. I, I forget. I mean, and obviously, remember you know the experiments with some of the other ones, but I always forget. Somebody's saying if Phil Baker's the head man at the station, it's clear why. Uh, I'm not the head man at the station, but I appreciate you sending that <laughs> into the text <laughs> line uh, with that. No, I, I can only pass along the suggestion box there. The game I, last night was great, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, I, I sent that message, and it was the, the kiss of death about you know Jordan. And again, who was spectacular, but some questionable stuff at the end of the game. Yeah. But he's a young guy. He'll, yeah, he's like, going to grow. 
Right. There's it, a it's, difference between Jordan Love and his first year as a starter throwing that pass versus Brett Favre 17 years in throwing that Precisely. pass. Precisely. That, that's kind of the, the craziness that was uh, the game yesterday. Did you see the, t- uh, the pay gap between Lamar Jackson and Brock Purdy? Oh, yeah. Okay, so... There's a difference of over $79 million in season earnings between Lamar Jackson and Brock Purdy. Yep. Brock Purdy had to have Christian McCaffrey help him out with money to get his uh, teammates Christmas presents. Did you see the trainer? That's funny. I, I forgot. I saw that and I totally forgot about that until you just brought it up. Did you see the trainer working on his quad? Yeah. I was like, well, this is a viral moment. That's right. I, I, you got to see the. By the way, and okay. I know this This is why we need to be on YouTube more. We're working on that. Appreciate the, all the hard work from the folks over the weekend with some of the technical difficulties. But did you see the Martin Luther King doppelganger? In yes. The, everyone pointed that. That starter jacket. Be still my heart. I mean, the guy's wearing a great starter jacket right there, but he, there was a Martin Luther King Jr. doppelganger at the Baltimore Ravens game uh, right there. By the way, did you – so have you been following the Sports Illustrated stuff? Yeah. Okay, so our very – Pat Forty's a contributor at the station, big fan of his podcast, big fan of his work, does great work. Called out some erroneous supporting uh, reporting that he said was, in fact, not true. There were some layoffs within the Sports Illustrated staff, and obviously the AI stuff that happened a few months ago right. was something that popped off there. But Pat Forty said, they're going about it business as usual. I've grown up with Sports Illustrated. I know it's different now, kind yeah. of in more of a digital setting, but there made me nothing, – nothing made me more happy than getting, like, that March Madness mural of, like, all the teams and players on – like, yeah. that was, like, Christmas for me. Oh, yeah, you go back and see, like, everybody's on the cover. They've got, like, 65 guys just based on the fact that they had 65 teams in the tournament. And, you know, you'd see, like, Evan Turner. You'd see Kevin Pitzongo. You'd see all the guys that – Terrence Williams. Terrence you'd Williams, see – All the old school guys that you think of, like, when college basketball was at its peak, like, a decade ago or so. Yeah. And look, Sports Illustrated, it, it's, it's sad because – I love reading the old Sports Illustrateds. Now, I, I probably grew up at the time where it was starting to decline a little bit as far as But I still feel like it digital. has some brand equity, though, sure. man. Still, like, I, I feel like it, 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 in a different setting, and, and I'm with you because I, I did the same thing, too, where I would try, I would just read some of these big pieces in an article, but I feel like it still has some cachet, like, yeah. in the sports media landscape, and, right? Yeah, and with that and with the NFL and ESPN supposedly getting together, like, are we going to, is the era of true sports journalism, is that about to be over? Well, I, or are we already there? I think you know, we might be already it, there. We, we've talked about it with like the college game day, the Big Ten, you know, how they would be covered because Fox owns that in the ESPN, like how that would be covered and they try to put some of it to bed, especially, I mean, quite frankly, as much as I disliked it, not letting Florida State in was probably more credible for, you know, the ESPN college football. I think it destroyed their credibility. Well, but, no, but but look, they have a business relationship with the ACC, though. Yes. So, like, I'm with you, but... But they have you, a bigger one with the SEC. Precisely. Then they shouldn't have, by that logic, they shouldn't have let uh, the, the, the Washington in. Yeah. I, you know, it, it's just an interesting conversation to have with that. Uh, the Oakland A's leaders are touring ballparks in Salt Lake City and Sacramento this week, exploring potential venues for... The 25 through 2027 seasons, because after the uh, team's lease is up in 2024, Vegas Vegas is, but their ballpark won't be done until 2028. So you could have the Sacramento A's or the uh, Salt Lake City A's for a couple of seasons. Yeah, they're not going to do what the Raiders did, where they played a couple of lame duck seasons in Oakland, and that was just kind of all sorts of awkward. So, uh, yeah, Sacramento having a team like. 
but that's the thing. It's still going to be in a minor league park, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's like when the Chargers are about to move to L.A. and they spend a couple MLS years. MLS Stadium. Yeah, in the MLS Stadium. Actually, I kind of like that. It had a very intimate feel to it. Yeah, like, there were like 30,000 people. Yeah. It was, it was like the lowest attendance a team has ever had in the history of the NFL. No, uh, we talked about this. We wanted to talk about it last week. Uh, the Jerry Krause stuff. My God. Uh, that that was cringeworthy. So Despicable. for those that didn't see it, uh, Artis Gilmore. Making the Bulls Ring of Honor, Michael yeah. Jordan, uh, and I think Dennis Rodman didn't show up. I don't know if Scottie Pippen Scottie was there. Scottie wasn't there. Okay, so boy, they they kind of whiffed on some of those there. But hey, shout out to artist Gilmore, former Kentucky Colonels, making it to the Ring of Honor. But they were honoring Jerry Krause and his widow was out there. I, I think a lot of people focused on some of the boos from that and not as many of the applauses. Like there was a, still a lot of people cheering yes. on behalf of that. Uh, so it, it, it's been interesting to me to see like everyone just focusing on you know. The knuckleheads versus like I felt like the the cheering should have drowned out some of the boos, but you. But that's hear the what bo- you're going to do. You're going to focus on the boos. You're going to focus on the fact that his widow was visibly upset. As that was cringeworthy. Been. I did like Ron Harper was right behind her and consoled her and all that kind of stuff. But any Bulls fan who booed a guy who's a dead guy with his widow there. It's despicable. And this is the problem with Michael Jordan's documentary of The Last Dance where they just patronized Jerry Krause and demonized him and Jerry Krause can't defend himself. So Yeah, that's that's that was well, I know Michael and Scotty hated Jerry Krause, but Michael he he could have just, you know, taken the higher road. Yeah, it's just a weird. Yeah, the, the last dance didn't do Jerry Krause any favors uh, on that. But you know, we used to have Will Purdue do some shows here at the station, and he's told us some stories. That will be in my tell-all book. Uh, the ACC has filed an injunction to exclude Florida State from handling conference affairs. So that's something else that's out there as you try to uh, find the art of the co- arc of the covenant with the uh, grant of rights. Uh, fun show today. I know we're inching closer to the top of the hour. Reminder: If you're driving around today, we got you covered. Wall-to-wall action. We're your home for the. NFL. NFL playoffs, the home of Super Bowl 58, the Pro Bowl, and everything else in between. So Kern's got you covered with uh, Louisville women's basketball taking on UNC. That comes up at 1.30. We got you covered after that with Lions and Bucks right here on ESPN 680-1057 around uh, 2.30 or so via Westwood One. And then All Sticks has you covered for the Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes Bowl. 615 on ESPN 680-1057-939, The Ville. And if you have any issues trying to stream that, uh, Westwood One, a little spoiler, they have uh, the stream there if, if we're having some issues on our stream. So, uh, fun show for today. Uh, Zach, did, did I miss anything that you saw from the week that was as we inch closer to the top of the hour? No, I don't think so. I think we pretty much covered everything that happened throughout the week. And you didn't want to talk about uh, Jim Ursay was found un- unconscious at his home in December? Yeah, that was that. that's kind of scary. I don't know what's going on with Jim Ursay. So, I mean, he's been involved with stuff like this before. He's kind of an eccentric guy. I like that he doesn't overstep his boundaries as far as he doesn't seem to make a ton of personnel decisions. But, I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's it, he, he He seems like his his... His museum that he has in his house of all his shrines of like Muhammad Ali and stuff like that yeah. and history stuff. He seems like a very, I don't want to say peculiar, but just yeah. a, an interesting guy. Uh, by oh, the way. Did you get to say something about uh, Rodney Terry, the Texas coach? Oh, horns why, down? Yeah, we and Strebel went off about that Well, the did you day. see the, well, I mean, he, look, he, he beat Baylor. Yeah, he God, did. Vegas, man. And then he, he was did. talking about how we don't, the UCF guys are jumping around like we just won the national title. And then they showed him jumping like a maniac after the Texas guy hit the game-winning shot yesterday, which... 
He should, but you don't say that yeah, and it, then follow up and do it. Satterfield-esque. Uh, something else that I know people around here are going to like for all those Cincinnati Reds fans, Amazon's deal with Diamond Sports Group will provide framework for the Bally Sports model. So I know that's something that a lot of people get upset about with that. I'm curious to see how that's going to work because I have Prime on Amazon. Uh, and, it, and it's great for a lot of the shows and movies that you want to watch, but I'm curious to see what this means for blackout games and whatnot and trying to find uh, Bally's. I'm confident because the NFL experiment's gone wonderful with the NFL. I know sure it's it kind of like the uh, everyone jokes about older people trying to find it yeah. has been difficult, but I think this could be a good model for the Major League Baseball fans. Fun if show. If you haven't watched Reacher yet, do it. I know. You told me about that. That's on Great the to-do list, damn it. Fun show today. Uh, Nick Curran, he's got you over on 93.9 The Ville and the ESPN Louisville app. Zach, you see, appreciate you playing sick today with the, the hangover. Oh, I'm the I hangover. Uh, I know you. And uh, I'm Phil Baker. We will talk and appreciate all the hard work from uh, Ince, Gandolfo on Twitter. Twitter spaces, Justin Sofro on the post game, all those on the podcast center over there on your sports station. For everybody here at ESPN Will, we got you covered tomorrow on your sports station. I'm trying to find somebody's famous birthday. Happy uh, 74th birthday to R&B singer Billy Ocean. We'll talk to you next week. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash careanywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling.